Speaking of Drake and Josh, welcome to the Conjecture and Calamity podcast. Alex has a funny Drake and Josh story. Go ahead. I, sh- I sure do. Okay. So the other night I was like super drunk and I was hanging out with Sierra and one of our friends and we decided not Sierra or Sierra's friend, me being we decided that we were going to put on Naruto to watch. And uh, that didn't go over so well. So while they were like trying to figure out what to watch, I saw Drake and Josh. So we put on Drake and Josh and everybody was fine with that. And this episode had like a part where Drake and his band performed. And then I remembered that Drake actually put out an album and it had singles and music videos and he did a tour. And drunk ass me thought merch shirts. Mm-hmm. So went onto eBay and found a signed Drake Bell concert t shirt. And it took the little bit of consciousness that I had left to not send that guy one bajillion dollars for that t shirt. How much was the actual t shirt? I don't know. Fuck. It would have been worth way less than what he had the price at. Yeah. It could have been. <laughs> I would imagine that shirt would actually be like twenty dollars because you said it was signed, right? It was signed by Drake Bell. Yeah, so that took a ten dollars shirt and upped it to maybe like twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it was a child's medium. It wouldn't have even fit me. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. You don't shop in the child section anymore. Dude, I got fat. Oh, right. Yeah, you, you're, you're going hardcore goblin right now. Dude, all those years of eating straight McDonald's in college have really caught up to me. <laughs> yeah, straight, straight uh, college McDonald's. I'm also here. Oh, yeah, Jake's here. This is why we're talking about college. Yeah! Uh, yeah, our special guest, Jake. Was our was our third amigo in college? Our real third amigo. Yeah, we Th- thought third McNugget. The third McNugget. Yeah, <laughs> third McNugget. In our, in our three count McNugget meal. We we are Run DMC, and Jake is the guy with the glasses. You can't have Run DMC without. I'm, I'm the C in DMC for Chicken McNugget. <laughs> Chicken McNugget, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool, man. It's pretty. It's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we thought of you know doing something different this episode uh, because um, <clears throat> you know our ratings haven't been good since our comeback <laughs> from the uh, the Hollywood blacklist. So we decided to bring on one of our fans, and that is our beautiful friend Jake here. Say hi. Say hi to all the folks at home, Jake. Hey, hey, all the folks. Hello, folks at home. Hey there. Do you have a special message you want to give to them? Uh, you know, uh, just, uh, nope, no, I don't have a special message. Okay, <laughs> so he doesn't have a special <laughs> message, but I have a special message. Just rehearse the end of radio, because I know you can do it. Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, uh, or We Are Marshall, or Revenge of the Titans. Yeah, Revenge of the... Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me, <laughs> Revenge let me try and... of the Titans! Revenge yeah, me, of the Titans! No, 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 no. I, I think I know what he's talking about. I got this. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do radio. Okay. Um. I can't read. <laughs> oh, that's uh that's the wrong movie. I'm sorry. Um, I can't hear. Is no? that is that radio? I think he was just handicapped. Yeah, Radiohead. He just had like uh-huh. Down syndrome. Uh-huh. Or something. <laughs> I can't. I I can't think. That's what it was. That was <laughs> totally. All right, that, that was, was horrendous. That was totally. <laughs> okay. From the unconscious. So I saw this cool. So I watched this cool movie the other day called Revenge of the Titans, where Radiohead was a retarded kid. <laughs> um. I'm gonna politely request that that never makes air. Um, uh, the brave little radio. Um, <laughs> the brave little radio. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Oh Jesus Christ. Ah oh, God, dude, you guys have you've all seen the brave little toaster goes to Mars, right? What? He made it all the way to Mars. Yeah, a whole toaster and blanket. Oh, oh, oh. And I, other I have, household I've, appliances made it he, all the way to Mars. That is completely crazy. Vinny's talking about some. Okay, so you know how sometimes animes in the U.S. have different names than what they have in Japan. He's talking about Interstellar, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. I don't know why when it was ported over that they called it the Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars, but <laughs> it's because when you look at Matthew McConaughey, he just you know he makes bread toasted. You know, go on. You put it up to his abs, it just toasts the whole damn thing. And he's like, alright, and you're like, hey, thanks Matthew McConaughey, I, I have a nutri- nutritious breakfast now. You that know? is an, I, I, you just made a joke that is the equivalent of an actual Family Guy cutaway. I can't <laughs> reference an episode number or anything, but that is exactly what would happen <laughs> in an episode of Family Guy. Exactly. This podcast, this series, is a bunch of Family Guy reject jokes. Dude, well, let me just tell you, I'm gonna fit right in. Exactly, exactly. That's one of the that's one of the things, um, you know, we connect with Jake about is that we hate Seth MacFarlane so much for getting successful on the kind of stuff that we want to do. So now we can't do it and be original anymore. I want to go on record saying that Seth MacFarlane sucks <laughs> a donkey dick. Uh, uh, well, he's not terrible. And I mean that with a negative connotation, but not particularly because of having a fetish for sucking donkey dick. That is preferable to being Seth MacFarlane. You like sucking donkey dick? I mean, not me, not me personally. It's not for everyone. Well, true. But that's not the particular thing that makes Seth MacFarlane suck. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? That's because he's a Jew. <laughs> I can actually... Can we back up about three seconds? I'm going to not say that. <laughs> <laughs> so... We, uh, yeah, we all went to college together. We all had a bunch of crazy times. A uh, couple of our frequent haunts uh, were the fast food restaurants right by the FSU campus, such as the Taco Bell and the McDonald's. I think we spent a lot more time in the McDonald's. Uh, a lot of times very late at night over there. And we have quite a few stories from that particular McDonald's. Um, do do either of you guys have like any stories that you want to share from that McDonald's? Did you say haunt? Yeah, haunt. he did say haunt. I was hung up on that too. I'm glad you were fucking like, what did he just say? <laughs> well, I but mean, I, you know, we haunted but, but, but wait, it like actually, you know, a couple of like fucking depressed ghosts. No, no, you no, know? no. Actually, I think that you <laughs> low key set me up beautifully. I I can tell you right now that that was one of the most 
intricately beautiful setups for a story I've ever heard in my life because my story just so happens to take place on Halloween night. Ooh, that's spooky. Yeah, this is the this is the conjecture and calamity treehouse of horror episode starting right now. We're gonna spoop all over the place. It was a dark and slutty night in Tallahassee, and uh, uh, we were we were at that fine McDonald's, that fine establishment right there on the corner of um, garbage and slutty, like I was saying before. Um, hanging out like the sewer rats that we are uh, in a McDonald's late at night, probably about one one a.m. I would say if I had to venture a guess. And uh, Halloween uh, in a college town is very interesting. Like like I was saying before, people are scantily clad. Um, but some people choose to dress um, even even more unique ways. Uh, for instance, uh, there, was, there was a woman uh, dressed as Luigi in that uh, fine restaurant. A beautiful woman. She looked a lot like Vinny. Um, and uh, there was also a woman dressed as a, a television or like an N64 yeah. or something. I honestly, I my memory's failing me a bit on that one. However, she, she was an N64. We were also approached by a, a fine young man, um, dressed as a mermaid. Um, do you guys happen to remember what what he introduced himself to us as? I haven't the vaguest memory. This is going to be good. Uh, no, actually, well, I don't. I, well, I, I'll 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 tell you right now. Um, and and honestly, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you guys before I, you know, reveal this big moment. I'm still not convinced that he was lying. Uh, he walked to us um, with a sign in hand that read, uh, "I am Lady Gaga." Oh. Oh. And uh, not not to like play too much into this, but his poker face was either very strong. Or we were talking to the real Super Bowl performing artiste, Lady Gaga. That story was art. Thank you. That that man. Lady Gaga. That man is ahead of I the think, curve. I yeah, think and I honestly, that. I kind of feel like the Treehouse of Horror thing played really well into it because I have not slept a night since that fucking happened. That was the <laughs> scariest thing I've ever experienced. That shit was more like it. it I can right now my heart's beating a little faster. Thinking about the fear I felt when that man locked eyes with me, because he kind of had that that kind of face that says "I eat humans." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah, I totally remember this now because for like the next few days you were like, I "Can't believe that guy who he was dressed as Lady Gaga." Yeah. Yeah. No. And you were like very disturbed by it. I, again, I people say I have bags under my eyes a lot. I have not slept since that day. Because every every time you go to sleep, you just you know you dream of this dude in a mermaid outfit walking up to you and saying, "I'm killing Lady Gaga," and then you just wake up in a cold sweat. I, I you, know? you could convince me probably right now that that event never happened and that is just a nightmare of mine, and I would be trying to unpack that shit like I my name is Sigmund Freud. I have legitimately <laughs> no idea what happened that evening afterward because it it stone cold scarred me. That was like um. That was like a real uh, tradition that we did. Is that on Halloween we just we decided to go to the McDonald's at like three or four a.m. and just see all the really drunk off their mind kids. And just In fairness, that's watch. really that's basically what we did. Yeah, we, that was like our. If people in New York go to like you know Central Park or whatever, and like people watch or whatever. <laughs> Our version of that is the McDonald's on the corner of Tennessee and whatever the fuck that street is. McDonald's is our central park. Honestly, I think the characters that come in and out of the McDonald's 
are incomparable. Yeah, akin to it. I mean, like, you know, when I went to New York, I mean, there was a dude in a Big Bird costume just sitting on a bench, and I'm pretty sure there was a dude in a Big Bird costume at that McDonald's, you know? That uh, when Halloween. I was in New York recently, I watched another human being uh, take an actual poop on a sidewalk while smoking crack. Oh, that that actually happened? That actually happened. What part of New York were you in? Uh, I was walking out of Times Square. Oh, my God. Yeah, Times Square is kind of disgusting. No, but... <laughs> But going back to that McDonald's, the cr- it was so scummy, that McDonald's. It was sticky. The entire place was sticky. <laughs> I, I remember one day a fucking cockroach like actually crawled over your foot, and that was while you were wearing flip-flops. And we decided, you know, I think this is just time for us to clear out of here this evening. Oh my god, that memory was so repressed, it's been coming out of my nightmares. <laughs> oh, um, did the cockroach look up in your eyes and say, I am Lady Gaga? <laughs> it's, it honestly, just looked up honestly, in your eyes and said, poker face. Dude, we spent so much time together, and specifically in that McDonald's, there's a good chance that we have like hive-minded to some degree, and I am just remembering Alex's memories, and also a separate memory of my <laughs> own. <laughs> yeah, Vinny, do you have a McDonald's story? I don't have a McDonald's story, but I do have a good story that... Um, that involves all three of us and a fast food restaurant um i remember one night we were in uh you know one of the dorm halls we were in the big like living area and we were playing a very intense bout of monopoly where you went ape crazy and flipped the board all over everything yes yes i did yeah, and to provide a little context of, uh, behind that, that was, um, that was, <laughs> there's not really a whole lot of context you can provide behind that, but, um... Oh, I got you, I got you, dude. Um, the context, I got you, uh, Vinny is mentally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, yeah, I am mentally unstable if you guys haven't listened to the podcast before, um... Uh, we were invited by some friends uh, to go see the new Evil Dead movie uh, that came out around that time, the Evil Dead reboot. And we were in the middle of this intense bout of Monopoly. But the whole thing is uh, we were being pressured to, you know, you know, hurry up and, you know, get through it because, you know, the showtime was coming up soon. I pretty much just flipped the board of the game. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, there, you know, we're done. We don't, we, we can go now. And I remember, Jake, you were particularly like, you know, you were just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> like, do you have, God damn it. That's the second time in the run of our podcast that my brother has come in and screamed doodle bob noises to us. <laughs> I like to imagine that he just like pops in every once in a while, makes a noise, and then pops back out. That's exactly what he does. He's like a little troll. He is. He really is. He is like the ghost that haunts this podcast. That's incredible. But anyway, like you were saying though, one of the funniest things about how that story actually plays out um, is whenever you would get mad about stuff like that, I felt like a responsibility as a friend to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because it made me feel like you would probably think about it for a second and be like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Have we mentioned, oh. have we mentioned to our fans yet that uh, this is the first time that the three of us have talked in a very long time? 
in like a year and a half. Yeah, this is the first time the three of us have talked together in like a year and a half. Which is crazy because the stories that we're throwing out, it's like that was such an integral part of our friendship. And, you know, Dude. we're it, it's just like it's just like we're picking up like, you know, nothing had even left off and we haven't even talked in like a year and a half. What's funny about that situation is we get to the theater and we basically our our big Lebowski's fuck it dude let's go bowling was fuck it dude let's go to Taco Bell yeah. or McDonald's or whatever. No, no. See, the thing is, is because um the Krispy Kreme in Tallahassee is over by oh, that theater. That was the Krispy Kreme night. That's right. That yeah. was the Krispy Kreme. Night. So we walked to that Krispy Kreme. We um and I think there was you know still some tension between us because of the whole monopoly thing that went on earlier that night. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but oh, we we walked there, the Krispy Kreme. I think they were closed at the time that we got there. So we started walking back, and the really beautiful thing that happened is I think Alex and I both started singing "Under Pressure," and we rotated the parts. No, it was it was a uh, it was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, we started singing Bohemian Rhapsody, and we were you know alternating between the different parts and those those moments of the three of us just walking somewhere and me and alex you know rotating you know the different parts in a queen song while you just kind of like while you jake you just kind of stood there and just like soaked it all in and just realized and you had like a jack kerouac moment where you were just like you know i live for the mad ones <laughs> or, you know whatever <laughs> Th- those those are some of the most truly beautiful moments of like our friendship and our time up there in college dude i'm gonna I do think. you one better that's some of the most beautiful moments of my life the only proof that i need that I love you guys. It's in the pudding. Is oh, how I feel whenever I think about when we came up with Tallahassee Renegades. Dude, <laughs> Dude oh my god! Dude, the name of this episode should be Tallahassee Renegades, the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> yes, that's, ex- that's exactly yeah. what it's gonna be called. Jesus, I love you guys. Uh, uh, I love you too, Alex. Alex, do you want to you know give us some like backstory on uh, the whole Tallahassee Renegade okay. story? Oh my god. This is going to be like describing recess at an elementary Honestly, school. yes, but that's why it's so beautiful, is because it's pure. Oh, I mean, I agree. I have no idea if anyone else gives a shit, but I'm totally all in on fucking revisiting yeah, this memory. Okay, so, Jake came to Vinny and I's part of campus, and we were going to walk to McDonald's or Taco Bell or to the movie theater or something like that, or maybe the pool hall, but we all started walking towards Jake's place to get his wallet. Swiped his card, he went upstairs, and Vinny and I were just hanging out, and Jake comes out and walks past us because he didn't realize that we were laying against this wall. And we just sort of shout at him like, Hey, what are you doing? And then he just takes off. He fucking ran away. (laughs) Guys, I got I've had I got a storied past, you know. When somebody screams, "Hey, what are you doing, boy?" I freak out. It's pretty reasonable. So Vinny and I invented these two cop characters who are bumbling idiots who try and sell drugs to minors to then arrest the minors for buying drugs. And so Jake was one of our victims. We were gonna catch him. And as he was walking away, this is all backstory that we made up 
that was never established after the fact until after literally on the run yeah. literally made we it were up making it up on exactly. the fly we were the only people on campus i don't know why but we yeah. didn't run into anyone. Well, it was like f- fucking two in the morning. That's why there was no, no one on campus. No, there's still people like walking around or reading a book or whatever, leaving the library. It was. Dude, this is actually turning into the conjecture and calamity treehouse of horror. Episode. Yes, this is horrifying. <laughs> we chased each other, coming up with bullshit. Like Jake would run away and hide in a hide in a fucking hallway, and then we would run past him. And then after, like, a couple minutes, we'd be like, oh, man, we lost him. And then our phone would ring, and it was Jake, and we'd answer it. And so we had to, like, interrogate him on the phone. <laughs> and he's... Wasn't the, wasn't the backstory that I was, like, in love with you guys or something like that? Yeah, you were just some normal Exactly. You were in love with did. us. Dude, this is so stupid. This is legitimately why we were our only other friends in college. This kind of shit. But what's what's funny about it is, in a way, it kind of did feel like like we were living a writing room, more or less. Like, instead of sitting down and all, like, sitting around a table and writing a story together, which we did plenty of times, we were just, like, yeah. like bored, and we just made a movie out of our lives for we, a minute. And that's fucking cool. Out, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty rad. I think it it's pretty very rad much like you guys said, like like kids. I don't know. It felt like it took me back yeah. to being just like a, like me and my brother running around playing Pokemon like, or Star Wars or whatever. Exactly, like kids in recess, and like well, I mean, we did that whole thing for like two or three hours. It was a ridiculous you know? amount of. It was time. a <laughs> fucking abnormally long amount of time. Yeah, and we we continued adding the backstory of the fucking characters for about like a fucking year mm-hmm. after that. We we had such a great time doing that, and um, it, God, it was so crazy. Yeah, and Jake, you were yeah, you're right. You know the the backstory was um we, me and Alex, we were the two detectives. We saw you. You were the uh, the goose. Um, you were detective. I was Officer Jeremy Jensen Jr. And then or yeah, it was like you were, it was you like were three J. Jerothy, Jimothy, Jeremy, Jimothy, Jensen, Junior. <laughs> Jeremy, you were four J. Yeah, four J. And then you and I was office. I was detective. I was detective. Baby Christine McDonough. <laughs> this isn't funny for anybody. This is only no. Funny. There's literally. There's no way, but it is really funny to me to remember this. <laughs> A lot of these conversations, like. I just had to pick up on while you guys would be on the phone with me for like a twenty second blip, and you, like you guys' backstory is like way more flushed out for you guys than it was for me ever. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, you... like obviously I know about it now, but at the time it would be like you, you call each other these names, and I was like, this is beautiful, but I have no yeah. idea how we got here. Yeah, I mean the best thing was of that of that night was how much you committed to it, Jake. Is that you know you saw us walking. While you were walking out of your dorm, and you were, and we were just like, "Hey!" and you just took off, and you kept it going for like two and a half hours. Oh yeah, like, you don't give in. <laughs> you don't give in. Fuck the police. You don't ever give in to that shit, yeah, man. Dude. Do you remember? No compromise. Do you remember when we tried writing? Even in the face of Armageddon. <laughs> you remember the time we tried writing the actual Tallahassee Renegades movie, Damn. and you developed the goose to being a serial penis remover yeah and like <laughs> yeah we did yeah we were like well, at the mall can i, and can then... I just say that that's the reason we never actually wrote it <laughs> yeah it, 
<laughs> it's yeah yeah we because we ended up being so ambitious with the actual story and um jake and i actually came up with that while you were out sleeping alex you know. dude i had things to do yeah you had things yeah, to they like, were all sleep they were like watch every sleep. single video on youtube that you could exactly. during the six hours where Vinny and i actually and, slept and and re and rewatch, you know the entire home movies for like the fourth or fifth time that's just great fuck off it, it, it is great you know you you hooked me on to that uh, literally the exact same time you hooked me on to that show what show home movies Oh, home movies is great, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so great. I need to rewatch that soon. Alex is like an actual quintessential nineties kid. Like, not like the annoying kind. Like, he actually likes all that nineties crap. Yeah, like unironically, he does it without like, you know, trying to be cool. Like he actually grew yeah. grew up on that shit. Yeah, and a lot of yeah. it actually is good and it's a lot it's a lot better to look at it through the lens of like Alex loving it than it is to be like Oh, you're not a real '90s kid. Like he doesn't do that shit. He he does very much get uh, defensive of that kind of content, but I, I feel like it comes from a place of passion rather than a place of like I'm better than you. Yeah, he genuinely yeah, loves absolutely. all that shit, except Alanis Morissette. He really does not like Alanis Morissette. Yeah, but that's just that's honestly that's really ironic, <laughs> given that <laughs> given that he is Alanis Morissette. <laughs> God, I didn't know you were a Canadian god, Alex. Oh, I'm Alanis Morissette. I can't say much shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was beautiful. Anyway, we'll catch you guys next time on that. What was this called again? This has been like 40 minutes, dude. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I wasn't actually trying to wrap it up. I was, I was, um, I was riffing off what you guys were saying. This is the Ubermenches of Autism. Or what was the, what was the other title you came up with? Uh, Tallahassee title. Renegades, the greatest movie never made. Exactly. Yeah. The greatest movie never made. This is going to be like okay, actually, Anvil, actually, cut, the story of cut, Anvil, you know? You need to cut that. that. That was useless. I hate that. No, I mean, I had a sweet Anvil, the story of Anvil joke in there. Yeah, well, that was one of my favorite jokes ever told. Believe me, Vinny, it was. Alex, cut that. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of Drake and Josh, do you ever hear about how Drake, like, hates fucking transgender people? <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Fuck and then that God, guy. <laughs> yeah, and then God like karmically struck him down, and now he can't use his right hand to jerk off anymore, or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck him. You'll find a way. Good, good for God for doing that to fucking Drake Bell. Uh, so, do you guys want to construct a movie from the ground up, like we were talking about before? Yeah, we totally should. We totally should do that. Um, that's not that's not funny. So, so we so we so yes. we can pull out from this you know hole of memes and come back to reality. <laughs> I have a good idea for something. Okay, Hit Alex. Me, baby, one more. Time. Let's go. Um, <laughs> let's go in a circle. Get Britney Spears right? here tonight. So it'll go. It'll go. Me, Vinny, Jake. Me, Vinny, Jake. Right. Oh, and I love this already. We give. We give one fact about the movie. It has to be like a really simple fact, and we try and craft like a cast list, the director, the writer, the name of the movie, the tagline. If you could just pull something for this movie, it could be like a scene, it could be a story arc, but we just have to add it piece by piece, and not all of the pieces are going to fit together, and I, I think it. that's what's going to make it funny. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm already on. Okay, okay, the, 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 the crux, the crux of the, 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 uh, the story, it's around a peanut. 
Okay, the movie's about a peanut. Jake, what do you got? Well, that's the crux. Uh, that's like the story symbol. That's like the green light and the green uh, and the great Gatsby. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, gotcha. That's Got the driving it. force of the story. Okay, Martin Sheen plays Snoopy. Oh my god. <laughs> is that not um, good? How about... Martin Sheen is in a hotel room in Vietnam. <laughs> Snoopy is drinking a bottle of vodka. <laughs> While the doors place in the background. <laughs> okay, alright. The movie, the crux of the movie is about a peanut. Martin Sheen plays Snoopy. Go, Alex. Um, takes place in space. <laughs> Alright. Um, uh, Snoopy is chasing the Red Baron all the way through uh, uh, space, all the way to Neptune. Um, Danny DeVito plays the fucking alien from Space Jam, and he's the bad guy. Uh... Morgan Freeman does the voice of Snoopy's spaceship. Snoopy's spaceship is a flaming homosexual. Ooh, wow, I like that turn. Um <laughs> No, yeah, that's really good. Um I'm trying I'm trying to just I'm trying to just jump in, jump in. Uh um Christian Bale plays an autistic man with a glass eye and he's a brilliant stock trainer. All of the spaceships are made of human. Human what? Just humans. He was saying his spaceship is a flaming homosexual. So I'm imagining... <laughs> he's that- riding on, a, on Morgan Freeman's back through space. <laughs> and he's like, hello. <laughs> Going all the way through space. So all of the ships look like humans that these people, aliens and Snoopy... Sit down on their back. <laughs> Aliens of Snoopy is like the best. <laughs> so wait, what? Wait, what was that, Alex? I'm sorry. All the spaceships are made out of humans. Okay, all the spaceships are made out of humans. So Snoopy rides uh, Gay Morgan Freeman all the way to Neptune, where he meets, uh, where the Red Baron is being sheltered by uh, the Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito alien. Yeah. So, Snoopy hatches a... Nope, that's one. That's one. Oh, alright. Oh, it is? You gotta wait your turn, yeah. Oh, he, it's really simple facts. Got a boom, boom, boom. Okay, okay, okay. Alright. Uh, when, uh, when, when Snoopy arrives to find... to, to capture the Red Baron, um, uh, it turns out Danny DeVito... Uh, like, he gets to, like, the prison cells or whatever... It turns out Danny DeVito is also captured Bill Murray from Space Jam. Um, this is a Disney Channel original picture. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that, Alex? We can't... We Anything. Can't, we can't... You, you come in with that fact. Now we can't have, you know, the fucking Morgan Freeman spaceship be a flaming homosexual if this is a Disney Channel picture. No, we can't sure. if we're really, just... really, really quiet about it. Like, like yeah. you know, there's been gay Disney characters before. They just won't admit it. Oh, okay. Like uh, the fucking Eddie Murphy dragon from Mulan. Yes, Mulan. Yeah, Mushu. Mushu. Yeah, Mushu pork. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, he goes to. Um, he's thrown in jail cell with Bill Murray, and Bill Murray is like, "I know a guy, a uh, stock trader, all the way on the other side of the planet." 
His name is uh, Christian Bale. He's got a glass eye. We got to tunnel out and go to him in order to, you know, destroy Danny DeVito and find the Red Baron. Danny DeVito's character is named Swackhammer, for the for the record. Um, okay, Swackhammer. Yeah. Okay. So Swag so yeah, they're going to find Christian Bale. Um, the movie pl- all takes place in uh, uh, six hours. Really quick before you go, Alex. Um, yeah. Jake, what was the name of the band that wrote that Space Jam rock opera? About uh, it's Danny called. Sl- it's sledding with tigers. Um, it's not a rock opera. It's just a bunch of acoustic songs, starting with Retirement, and then Aliens Exist Too, which is supposed to be like a spiritual successor to a Blink One Eighty Two song called Swackhammer's Lament, <laughs> and then the next one's called Take It From Me, Michael Jordan. And then um, the next one is called Short People by Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> the next song is called The Ballad of Charles Barkley. And the next one is Montage, like a Monstar Montage. And then the final one is called The Big Game, Movements 1 and 2. Alex, have you heard that before? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, you need to freaking listen to that. It's great. The one, the Swackhammer's Lament is one of the greatest. It's like beautiful and hysterical. Um, okay, it's your turn, Alex. Okay. Um... My last thing is that the whole movie takes place in six hours. Okay. Um, the entire movie is uh, steady cam shots. <laughs> <laughs> so it's directed by Darren Aronofsky? Exactly. Okay. Sure, that'll be my fact. Directed by Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so um <clears throat> while, while in prison uh w- within the first two hours of the six hour uh runtime um uh snoopy develops a heroin addiction from bill murray bill murray hooks him on heroin okay, while they try to while they try to tunnel out of the prison okay that's interesting um uh the whole movie is framed as a found footage documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Who is filming this? Uh, Woodstock. Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's, 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 he was Darren just Aronofsky there? plays Woodstock, who is filming the whole movie. <laughs> I was just gonna say he was there in Morgan Freeman's ass, like in the trunk of the spaceship. <laughs> I don't even know if this is funny, but I love it. In the middle. <laughs> In the middle of Act Two, there's a two-minute commercial for Pepsi starring Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James as Swaghammer from Space Jam. All right. After the Pepsi commercial is over, um, fucking Danny, <laughs> fucking uh, Snoopy, who's played by who? Snoopy played by again? Uh, Martin, Martin Sheen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, strung out Martin Sheen uh, in a Snoopy outfit with Bill Murray tunnel all the way to the other side of Neptune where they meet the uh, stock glass-eyed stockbroker Christian Bale. Uh, Christian Bale only speaks Japanese. The entire movie is scored by songs by Celine Dion where she also sings in Japanese. The main twist of the movie is it turns out Celine Dion is actually Japanese instead of Canadian. Uh, when the characters arrive to meet Christian Bale, um, none of them speak Japanese. Um, 
So uh, they just uh, they figure out that they're supposed to just kill him and take his glass eye because they need to give it to a witch. The witch is played by Queen Latifah. Oh god damn it! I thought you were gonna say Celine Dion. God damn it! <laughs> god, I've been trying hard to string all this fucking shit <laughs> hey, together. We're close. That's we're the close. Point. No, no, we're close. We're almost. We're. It's almost okay, come. All right, all right. So Queen Latifah and um, her Japanese minion Celine Dion is. <laughs> <laughs> they take the glass eye. They put it in a uh, in a bowl in a big bowl of soup, and they brew it for about you know uh, two hours. When it's done, they uh, they dump the soup into a mold of Charlie Brown, um, and in uh, th- this is uh, the sixth hour of the movie, so we're nearing the climax. Uh, out of, out steps from the mold after it cools. Um, Charlie Brown, who is played by um, Alex. What? I'm in the movie. Sure, yeah, it's he played by Alex Gill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie ends with Martin Sheen waking up in Kansas, and it's black and white, and it's just The Wizard of Oz. That's it. That was the joke, that it was The Wizard of Oz. That's a good joke, actually. Oh. That's such a... I thought that was great. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. It's all about the journey, not about the destination. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. You know, I agree with you, Jake. It is and about if you, the journey. And if you're not into Martin Sheen Snoopy coexisting with Morgan Fre- Freeman, the flaming homosexual gay spaceship, gay ship... The gay then ship. What are you really into? Also, uh, this movie is actually really inclusive for a Disney Channel movie. Because <laughs> um, usually yeah. they, they kind of like whitewash it, dude. Like they pretend that they don't, <laughs> but they totally do. And we've got we've got you know we got the LGBTQ community represented. We've got freaking Japanese people represented. We've got yeah, Canadian we actually, we people. A, yeah, we take a white person, a white Canadian actually, and uh, reveal that they're actually Japanese. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like the opposite of whitewashing. We we <laughs> washed. <laughs> oh, <Ooh. laughs> hey Vinny, what is the name of this masterpiece? The name of this masterpiece is Gremlins Three. The soup debacle. <laughs> that's a working title. That's a working. That's a working hey Jake, title. What's the... the other working? The other working title I have is a "Strangers on a Neptune." You know. Oh, that's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. "Strangers on a Neptune." I, "Strangers not... on a Neptune." Yeah, I, I don't know. That's it's coming just... to you this summer. I or thought it, it was just going to be. Release? I thought it was just going to be like Charlie Brown's spaceship special or whatever. But I, I think we were all trying to make different movies. Honestly, it was going to be called Charlie Brown's Space Jam. It could also be called Cloverfield too, and people would probably watch the shit out of it. Yeah, people really would. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, we slapped the Cloverfield name on it. Oh, okay, it's a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, and then like you can just literally do anything, and they'll just assume that it has something to do with like some some. You know, some subtext that they don't understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, John Goodman plays um, Morgan Freeman. Oh, <laughs> oh, perfect. So, John Goodman plays gay Morgan Freeman who plays a spaceship. Yeah, sorry, we left out that detail. It was really integral. 
That's good. I like that. I would love There's to see John Goodman pull off Morgan Freeman. Like his pull off his skin because he's been wearing no, it for like years. No, like be able to be Ooh, that's, a, that's dark. To get wrapped up in that character of Morgan Freeman. I'd like to see John Goodman do that. Well, I mean, he can get wrapped up in the skin if he peels it off and, you know, just rolls himself <laughs> on into that. I want to see a Morgan Freeman, um, John Goodman smut movie. What, like a porno where it's just John, uh, <laughs> I nearly said John Freeman and Morgan Goodman. That is not that funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I'm just you know I'm I'm, I'm just a drunk. Far gone yeah, right I know. Now. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty far gone. <laughs> shrimped, if you will. Shrimped. Oh, the name of the movie could be Shrimped. Oh yeah, we'll call it uh, fucking Scampi's R Us. Uh, Detlift Shrimped. We'll call it Dumpster Shrimp. Um, Sewer Shrimp. <laughs> sewer Shrimp. <laughs> Sewer Shrimp, the Gremlins reboot. I think that went pretty well. What, what? You got anything else for me, Alex? We can do another one. Okay, so the first, the first fact of this movie is that it takes place at a children's summer camp. The camp counselor is uh, played by um, Q-Tip of a, a tribe called Quest. Uh... It's a, it's a silent film. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, what's the fucking point of having Q-Tip <laughs> That's a good question, dude. Let's answer it. Um, one of the kids uh, refuses to dress in anything other than a costume of Borat. This, this kid is aggressively, you know... Um, trying to win the affection of this uh, uh, blonde uh, campmate of his calling her his Pamela, even though her name is uh, uh, Hamela. Uh, <laughs> what, what was that? Hamela. Hamela, yes. Her name is Ham instead of Pam. <laughs> uh, also, she's she's played by Miss Piggy. Um, uh, <laughs> And also, since he can't since he can't talk, he just points to pictures of like he has printed out from like old Baywatch episodes. He has he, he has the book from Borat. Yeah, he just taps her on the shoulder and points at it. <laughs> and we're starting over right now. Oh, no. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, the kids are at the camp for two and a half years. Um, that is shot entirely by real time, and the director of the film is R- Richard Linklater. Um, the camp counselor is having an affair with one of the camp goers, <laughs> who is also a live goat. <laughs> so, so wait, so, so you're saying Q-tip fucks a goat? <laughs> I said he's having an affair with, there's not necessarily sexual intercourse. Oh, okay. That's good. I, I think bestiality would kind of, like, keep this out of, the, you know, the four quadrants. Their classroom is Miss Piggy Borat. <laughs> they go. <laughs> uh, that's great. There is a brownie in every shot of the film. <laughs> that's racist. Even, even the underwater sequence. 
Brownie's just floating along in the background. <laughs> Some people look, uh, in that scene, you know, they uh, they look at the brownie while it's underwater, and they scream, "Ah, oh, it's a baby Ruth!" And they, they get out of the water. Is that was that your thing? Was that your contribution? No, no, that, that's a terrible contribution. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll wait. Um, uh, fucking uh, David Bowie's there. He's just there. Is he like in the camp or? He's just kind of no, there, hanging out. He's just on the edge of the bushes. He's, he's just kind of yeah. looking in, like, I wonder what your kids are doing next. Um, he's actually the no. David Bowie's actually the narrator of the film. Um, but rather than give actual narration, he just does a two and a half hour long cover of "The Joker" by the Steve Miller Band, and that's the entire audio track besides the occasional line from Q-Tip. Cause I'm a picker. I'm a grinner. I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. It's my David Bowie, folks. Okay, anyway, Alex, go ahead. Uh, Vinny, you are the chef in the mess hall. Uh, you mean I play the chef? Yeah. Fucking... Except the character is you. Oh, the character is me? Yeah, and played by you. He cooks nothing but shrimp the entire time he's in there. Uh, the Swedish chef plays Vinny, um... As a camp counselor, a camp member. The movie ends with an asteroid crushing the camp. Oh shit! Now we gotta work backwards. Or is this, or is this more of a, a, a slice of life kind of thing? Like a uh, like a Days of Confused, where it's just kind of like the kids hanging out. Well, they're hanging out for two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, they gotta they gotta they gotta have some love and some loss in that time. Oh yeah, I told you. There's an affair with a goat in Q-tip. Well, I mean, that's you know, that's the camp counselor. I mean, we gotta have shit happen with the kids. You know, Q-tip, Q-tip has his arc. Well, you're here, dude. Let's fucking hear it. All right. Well, uh, oh well, we we already have we have one of the kids who's dressed as Borat uh, going after Miss Piggy, right? Correct. That, that's that's an arc we came up with. We gotta think up of more because this is this is a fucking uh, Robert Altman style film. Where okay. there's multiple characters and multiple okay. stories, all tied together by David Bowie's uh, dulcet uh, baritone narration. Uh, I don't think I don't think this one's as good as the first one. Me, me neither. But I did have a really good bit that I wanted to reveal at the end, which is that um, when the dust settles after the camp is destroyed, um, the sign kind of like like part of the sign rips off. And it it wasn't turned out it wasn't like Camp Summerhill it was actually um it was actually Auschwitz oh that's a real uh that's a real reveal and then they and then they do the ending of the mist yeah, where yeah. the guy steps out of Auschwitz <laughs> no no the end of the mist where the guy steps out of Auschwitz and he's like I made it I I'm... Thomas James he he just walks out of Auschwitz. Yeah, and then he becomes the Punisher. Oh my god. Oh, that'd be a great backstory for the Punisher. His f- <laughs> he, he walked out of Auschwitz. <laughs> His family was killed in the Holocaust, and he's out there revenging. Oh, yeah, that's... Mag- Magneto's got that, though. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, more than one Marvel character can have that, right? <laughs> they're, just, they're just all Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, you know, you think he's a teenager in Queens? Well, guess what? He's a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> He's only like 16. <laughs> He's only 16. 
In like the fucking he's sixteen in the middle of the nineties. That's actually a common that's actually a common misconception about Spider Man's character. In the original comic, Spider Man has always been a ninety five year old man. <laughs> 95-year-old man whose uh, consciousness has been trapped in a 16-year-old's body. Well, that actually is a plot line from kind of, like, part of the most, like, of, within the past, like, five or six years, um, Doc Ock or whatever switched minds with, with Peter Parker, and then Peter Parker died in Doc Ock's body, and then Doc Ock was just Peter Parker from that point oh. forward. I think they somehow, like, retconned that, um, but I don't remember the Holocaust survivor part, so I I, I wasn't reading very carefully. I feel carefully. like Doc Ock could have been a Holocaust survivor. He was, like, German or something, right? Well, he was, like, a, a an experiment of Dr. Mengele. That's how that happened. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Dr. Meng- Mengele was really into hentai around <laughs> well, there's that time. no way we <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> this has been... Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. This has been the I'm best sure episode of Conjecture and Calamity that's ever been released. We'd like to thank Jake for being with us. Hopefully one day we can record one that actually gets released. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, are you going to be excited when you see this one come up. <laughs> I mean, I will be, but hopefully one day we can we can yeah. one-up it. No, we'll All definitely right. one-up it one day, I think. Well, we'll 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 get Mario and Luigi in here, along with Wario, and maybe Waluigi, and maybe, maybe if we're really lucky, Lady Gaga. Yeah, he knows. He definitely <laughs> knows. This guy gets it. <laughs> this guy in the crowd gets it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I missed you guys. <laughs>